Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Dick. And I have a very special guest. Her name is Molly Shea. Hi, Molly. Hello, Richard. This is actually her first interview since, Mm -hmm. you know, since she's, I think this is your first interview. Yes, it is. And she's a very special lady to me because she is my madre, my mother. I came out of her vagina. All how much did I weigh, Mom? Ten pounds, fourteen and a half ounces. Ten pounds, fourteen and a half ounces. Doctor Sherard. Mm-hmm. No, it was Doctor Whitfield. Doctor Whitfield delivered me, and he said, "Your baby." It's a giant. It's a giant. Sorry for your vagina, Mom. Oh, you're welcome. Mm. (laughs) So for all the the guys out there that are, and and ladies too, um, you know, it's uh, important that we thank our mothers. I mean, you could have really just not liked me that much. But I love you. But she loves me. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. So today we are talking with my mom, Molly Shea, and it is, we, let's just do a little, a little preface. Okay. What's going on? A preface. Is it a preface or a preface? Preface. So my mom and dad are here from the great state of Indiana, Kokomo, Indiana, and they are here. And Mm -hmm. welcome to the Big Apple. Oh, yes. And it's been fun. It has been fun. And we have done a lot, a lot Mm -hmm. of things since we have been, you know, since you got here. Oh, yeah. I did my cooking, right? Yes. And it was very good. It was was very good. Mm. Excellent. My mom, you know, all those years, I never understood what it was to cook. You know, last year we had ordered Thanksgiving and this mm. year I took on the big uh, challenge of cooking some Thanksgiving dinner. And you made wonderful pies. Mm, yes, an apple pie and a Hoosier cream pie. pie. So, Mom, you've been—they've been wearing me out. Well, we have. Yes, we. You know, and thank God I have a new computer now. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm, I did not. The, I bought a little Mac. I used to have a Fapple. A Fapple? A fake Apple computer. Oh, my. It was a PC. You can't do that. So now we have, I have a new computer, new operating system. Mm-hmm. We are live, and it actually sounds a little bit better. Well, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, something, we're going to we're gonna get into some things today with my right. mom. But th- a little bit... The reason that I'm so creative as I am is because of my mom. Yay! Yay, right? It's uh, But how long have you and dad been married? We've been married for 45 years, almost 46. Almost 46, and they still got the fire going. Yeah, Mm. thanks to the little blue pill. Okay, (laughs) so there's no shame. Well, that's right. The little blue pill is But it's very as, expensive. It's very expensive. And let's talk about that. Yes, so I will. My dad and my mom have been sexually active since, I mean, I'm 38. And you guys have been, you know, you guys have been 
We've been going at it for 46 years. You know what? I'm going to let little Al out of the room. Okay, let Will out of the room. Mm -hmm. Let this little fur baby out so it can, you know, it's just... We are back, folks. You know, (laughs) um, so you guys have been jiving for 40 plus years. Yes. And, you know, my dad recently started taking some blood pressure medication, mm-hmm. which, you know, as you get older, sometimes you need it. But he didn't need it before he started that blood pressure no, medication. And so I just want to thank them for continuing to have a healthy sex life. That's right. My mom said the other day that she wants to be chased around the nursing home. That's right. I better be by your father. By my father. So they're going to grow old. My mom and dad, they ride. We are old. Well, older. That's right. Hopefully aren't going to nursing home anytime soon. No. Mm. So, you know, my mom has just a little bit about her and other than her vivacious, vivacious or vivacious. Vivacious. I think it's vivacious sex life she is also the author and uh, she started this blog and it's if you go to this website it's called the hen house lady l-a-d-y dot wordpress dot com again that's hen house lady l-a-d-y dot wordpress dot com and she started her you know she started this blog, but my mom has been writing for a very long time. Yeah, ever since I was a kid. Ever since she was a kid, she's been writing stories. And I've written two books, That's and right. I have a third <clears throat> one that I'm just started working on, and I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's where I get that creative flair for from is my mom. That's so, right. It's genetic. So that is her pen name, Molly Shay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's been, you've been doing this for, you've been writing books for a really long time. When did you start getting into book? Really serious? Yeah. When did you start? You wrote a book called The Night the Moon Was Full. Yeah, but I just kind of, that I kind of put that to the side. What I'm really f- focused on was my series, the Hen House Lady series. So my mom came up with this idea about these middle-aged is it okay to say middle-aged i think so vivacious women who it's kind of like a very similar to like charlie's angels kind of but they're old but they're you know they they have a little flower shop and they really don't know what they're indiana right and uh there's these women and there's three of them Mm -hmm. there's uh colleen Yes. And she represents my mother. Yeah, the biker lady. Mm-hmm. She's a biker woman. And then uh, my, um, then there's Colleen. Or, or Elba May. Elba May. So there, there's an interesting story in that. Yeah, she's an African-American mm-hmm. lady. Who is badass. Yes, and she says what she thinks. Mm-hmm. And then there's Naomi, who is a Jewish woman. Yes, because mm-hmm. I wanted to make them very diverse characters. Yes, and so these women go on these adventures. and They're so bounty hunters. They're, oh, that is the thing. Middle-aged, vivacious women 
our bounty hunters on the side when they're not mm-hmm. doing flower arrangements. Yeah, and so their flower store is their you know cover up, but that's like you know it's like Charlie's Angels. But my question is, is why does it always have to revolve around a man? What because a bail bondsman's a man? Yeah, so they they well, like, gotta work for a bail bondsman. Sure, but couldn't they've worked for? Well, I had to have a love sure. interest. Okay, I had to have uh, okay. Naomi, who was like not wanting to any man in her life find this guy that's she shouldn't have even sure. been attracted to because mm-hmm. plus there's the whole thing with Colleen's married to Ray and they Who have a secret my dad rooster yes so if you read so the first book is called what saving the hen house saving the hen house which is she and then the next one is called I haven't really decided on a title for the other two yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think I called it We'll Work for Chicken Feed. I love that. Keep that. Yeah. that the, we'll Work for Chicken Feed. And then what's the third one? And then the third one is um, Three Cool Chicks, alias the Tough Old Birds. I love it. Right? Yeah. So we need to get this. So my mom has been like writing and writing and writing agents. And Simon Schuster, if you're out there, you need to consider this woman because she is she's got this book series and she writes. You also do this um, project where you write one book a month. Yeah, the NaNoWriMo. That's only in November. Only in November. Yes. And mm-hmm. you, the object is to get 50,000 words by the Which end of the month. Which book is about 80,000 words. So Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a novella, really. But you get 50,000 words in a month. And it's I, I just wrote the worst romance novel ever. But that's... Mm-hmm. It's always bad at my first. My mom, if something about my mom, if you ever catch her, she is always reading a book. You know, this morning as we were waiting for, because um, it was a big to-do, um, she is now, I mean, she's always reading some, now she's into smut novels. Well, sort of some. Because she's writing some romance. But she says, as she is a good Christian woman, she is not going to be talking about the penetration in the book. Well, no, because, Mm -hmm. you know. But sex is something that, you know, that's what sells mom, breast and penetration. Well, that's probably true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my mom, she has been writing these books and if you ever see my mom she always has a book and she is always reading a book Mm -hmm. and so if we look if you go on i call her twitter queen because if you go onto her twitter account which is what what is your twitter account mom molly shay underscore shay looking on your website oh here oh home welcome to the hen house (laughs) And it's got a picture. Is this your little car, Mom? Let me see. Yes, that is my... No, that's your dad's car. Oh, my dad. The Sunshine Mobile. The Sunshine Mobile. Yeah, that's what I call it. Well, of course. So my mom, if you want to... She's not on the Instagram. I'm trying to get her on the Instagram. I got Instagram. I am on Instagram. Oh, she is? What's your your handle on Instagram? Hen House Lady. With not ladies. Hen House Lady. But she has... You guys, she's the real deal. So on Twitter, she has 17,400 followers and did that organically. Yeah. And she just... I send people 
pictures. She does. So if you want to be sent a chicken picture, her um, her uh, Twitter handle is at Molly M O L L Y Shay S H E A underscore S H E A. So again, that's at Molly Shay underscore Shay. Yeah. That was like, just came out like a whistle. Uh, Shay, <laughs> S-H-E-A. And you should follow her and she will send you a picture of a cock. <laughs> yeah, a rooster. <laughs> but this year was the year of the rooster. No, it wasn't. It was last right year. there. But it's exciting. <clears throat> you know, if I look at my mom's, um, you know, her website, she always, her and my father, as they you know, get into their older age. They like to, you know, go on adventures. And so she has uh, Mm -hmm. about, you have a ton. I mean, just fun little things. What are some of the things on your blog? Recently we went and um, in search of James Wickham Riley. I saw Who is a Hoosier poet. We went to his childhood home, and then we went to the house where he lived in when he was older. He lived with another family because he was a confirmed bachelor. So He was a real player when he was younger. Right. So my mom, so I've been living in New York for almost eight years, and Mm -hmm. my mom, God bless her, I told them when they came here, we'll get your flights, Mm -hmm. we'll give you the lodging. They've been hanging out in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, doing things that I wouldn't do. <laughs> I don't know if that no. has been. Um, but anyways, um, I will be changing the sheets when you okay, guys Okay, thank you. Um, so sh- there's such an interesting things. And mm-hmm. she just came up with all these things of things, of places that I had never been in New York or things that I had passed by but never even thought the requiem like we went to george washington's inauguration spot yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool and we went and saw james hamilton was it james Mm. Mm -mm -mm. no alexander hamilton alexander hamilton his grave his grave you mm-hmm. can't get in there, but you can take a picture. You can't, sure mm-hmm. can. So if you, uh, if you wanna, if you're not from New York and you wanna travel on, and you, sh- you just hook up with my mom, and she'll send you all the great places. And I love going to Bushwick. Oh, uh, we Seeing were in Bushwick, uh, you know, for all those Brooklyn people out there. I just, it's just not my, not my jam. But I liked it. But I my love mom. But it. I did. We went there and we saw a bunch of like the Bushwick Collective. So and off there, of the Jefferson stop on the L. Mm-hmm. And the cool coffee shop over there. Where they serve booze and exactly. coffee. Exactly. And had a pool table. And donuts. And we do your dad and I do coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Rooster and I go to coffee shops. And this is the coolest coffee shop we've ever been in. So again, my mom calls my dad Rooster. Yes, in my blog, he's Rooster. So Because he's cocky. And she is gonna be putting out a release um of her trip. Right. I will, I will be writing a lot of blogs about She'll be doing a lot of blogs about her trip. Here in New York, you know, what's so funny is my dad, we were sitting there and he does not like to post. <laughs> he does not like to tag. He's like, Dad, you're taking all these pictures. Do you want to, you know, do you want to like 
post post them and he's like no i don't want anybody to know that i'm not in town <laughs> <laughs> but that's just my dad so like anybody would break into you know, our houses they're lovely stuff. we've been running them around and a little exhausted but it's been an absolute fabulous visit we've had a blast mm-hmm. and so you know we grew up in a little little town called kokomo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know my mom was giving me like the history of how we moved they moved back and forth ironically you were born in california mm-hmm. dad was born in california mm-hmm. and together you guys like but you didn't know each other no we met mm-hmm. in indiana mm-hmm and so yeah so my mom she also writes a bunch of short stories mm-hmm. you know and which are great as well you know even though she doesn't send them to me <laughs> they're so, on my blog okay the, the, well the, it's important right and mm-hmm. so she's developed friendships with the prisoners <laughs> yes i am the, pr- out in I the am howard a- county and they get real upset when they have to wait in line to read my mom's short stories so <laughs> And that's, uh, you know, so a little background um, is is that I grew up in a little small town, about 65,000 yeah. people, um, Kokomo, Indiana. And when did dad start pastoring the church? Oh, I don't know. Probably in 1999. 1990. It was a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, you know, my dad had a spiritual awakening and mm-hmm. i remember he came up in my room and ripped all my posters mm-hmm. down and i remember i left the house crying mm-hmm. because my posters of tori amos got taken down and we were really only allowed we weren't allowed them you know my dad finally admitted he was just scared mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know i came out when i went to college mm-hmm. and you know my mom she's always been a supporter mm-hmm. you know it's probably very difficult for you at first well it was a little bit because i didn't un- know people who were gay i had no okay. experience with gay people i thought it was something totally different than what it was mm-hmm. and what did you think it was i have no idea what i thought i it mean was. there had to have been kind of sleazy kind you of know sl- well mom there's a lot of slutchery going on out there well i know i mean but like gay people didn't have relationships you know well because you didn't like see well i didn't know gay people right you didn't know gay people you know you gotta know one yes to to love one to love one you have to know one you know i came out when i was in college and Mm -hmm. i remember i had told you at a steak and shake yes i remember that Mm -hmm. i couldn't remember where i told you you know you and dad were the last people yeah i figured Mm -hmm. i figured all your siblings knew before we did sure and i said i told mm -hmm. marcy and jeremiah and right and they were pretty accepting but Mm -hmm. you know you were like totally fine with that because i kind of suspected anyway Mm -hmm. it's not like it was a big shock I just didn't understand what being gay would mean. And I just kind of worried about it for you. Sure. I mean, if you don't have a lot of exposure Mm -hmm. to gay 
people. Exactly. It can be very scary, but, you know, there was nobody out, and I was uh, the, the music director at the church back in the early 2000s. Mm. You know, you had brought out my... My, so my parents came here and they, um, they brought some scrapbooks that you left behind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, had dreadlocks, and I mean, I was mm-hmm. kind of a hippie, and you know, I was uh, saving them for Jesus with the hippies. Okay, mm-hmm. remember when I went out to California? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a whole bunch of like hippies and we go to Phil Lush concerts and hand out sushi. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, dad's conversion, you know, just a little bit to back up, you know, dad's, when he became a Christian mm-hmm. back, and this was, my dad had became a Christian in San Francisco. No, it was a little bit later than later that. Later than San Francisco, but the two guys... That influenced mm-hmm, him I most. Also, the influenced him most were... And every time I hear the story, it's two guys that lived together in San Francisco. In the 1970s. In the 1970s. Early 1970s. Mm, two homosexual men led my father to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ironic but you know my mom tells the story of when I was born mm-hmm. and when she found out she was pregnant they were going to Tennessee Temple mm-hmm. 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 and uh, didn't they tell you that you were all gonna have like all these women were gonna have male yeah. children and then I was born and I was a big gay when I came out but you know <laughs> couldn't be a big gay during my teenager years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, throughout the years, I don't think I really, I think I started to identify, but I, it was really like an awakening, and I really struggled with mm-hmm. how, to, how to be gay and how to, you know, how to be a Christian. Yes. I struggled with that for years. And then it just kind of dawned on me. I think it was when I was riding, I was on an airplane and I went through this horrible breakup and I used to have horrible anxiety flying. And I remember the woman, I told her that she looked like Liza Minnelli. So Mm -hmm. she just kept on giving me free booze. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember just coming to terms with the plane crashing. Mm -hmm. And even though I had faith, I, I really struggled with just kind of knowing like who I was and mm-hmm. you know we'd like to also thank our background noise of the train yeah. the train is going by but it was a real struggle for me to even have a concept of what it was to be gay and to have faith but you mm-hmm. guys when I came out so I'm gonna give the story mm-hmm. so my mom knows She's in the closet now. Everybody's right. in the closet. And the person that I'm just terrified to say anything to is Dad. Is my dad. So You wanted me to do it. I wanted my mom to do it. But you promised me not to tell. Uh, but I was like, don't tell. But I thought she, you would have just went and said. No, I was not going to break mm-hmm. your confidence. So my dad was pastoring this church. He still pastors it. And we were sitting there and... I remember I said it real. I was sitting at dinner on the before I went black 
back because I was living mm-hmm. in Bloomington at the time, and I said, "I, I, I I'm gay," and. There was no response, but you know, of course, the the people on your guys's board, who we will not name, they started. You know, I remember I got in my car, came back mm-hmm. to Bloomington. I used to have this nice Astro van. Long story, uh, you know. Anywho, the engine blew up, and I spent more on the engine than the value <laughs> of the van. Mm-hmm. But. I remember coming back and I remember saying to dad over the phone, you know, hey, Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that you still love me. And Mm -hmm. he's like, well, why would you? Or no, he called me. Hold Mm -hmm. on. There's an ambulance. He had called me and I was like, you know, because he was always Mm -hmm. like, just call me when you get home because it was a two hour drive. And he, yeah, he... You know, I don't know. He 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 had a hard time with it, but the people in the church had a real hard time. They with had it. even a hard time with it, and they said, "What did they tell him?" I'm not even sure. It's because I remember it was something you... like you need to kind of disown your son because he's living in the sun. Right. Well, it was not put quite that way. I think one guy wanted to embarrass us by saying, "Well, your son's gay. Your son." Because it's a reflection of you as a person. As a parent. Okay. Like we could change your Like send me to one of those camps. And I almost went to one of those camps. On your own? Yeah. Because I was like, that's not natural. Right. You know. But I don't know. You guys have really came through. Well, good. I'm glad we did. Uh, And I think it's normal for anybody who's kind of dealing with, you know, anybody who's dealing with you know, coming out and you think that everybody's, you know, out, but that's not necessarily, you know, that's not necessarily true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, people aren't out about a lot of things. There's a lot of things people are hiding. Okay. And it's so not let's, just let's, being gay. Mm-hmm. Start laying that down at the altar. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that that is a representation of, you know, how do we put, we put like, sin and categories Mm -hmm. so we put you know um like being homosexual is the worst sin out there which it's not yeah i mean if we look and biblically because i've read the bible and i read Mm -hmm. the bible jesus never mentions homosexuality once Mm -mm. he does admit he does mention divorce Okay, so all you divorcees who are coming up to my office, you're doing the sin. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. So, you know, it's good to have affirming parents. My dad still pastors the church, you know, and it's, that's okay. And people need to deal with their own stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. People don't really understand, like, those things that people say, those really cause damage. They do. Mm-hmm. And so it's important if you are, you know, kind of going through your own coming out experience, you know, if half your family knows, they go into closet in the closet because mm-hmm. they are the ones that are now. Well, that's why I write under a pen name because I don't want somebody to, because of something I write, my characters have to speak their own mm-hmm. truth. 
And How did you come up with I, Molly Shay? I don't know. I kind of wanted it to be a little bit more peppy. Peppy? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, hopefully you get that. And you I know. Was, I'm a Beatles fan, so they performed at Shea Stadium. Mm-hmm. And Where's Shea Mo- Stadium? And the Molly song. There's a Molly in one of their songs. So The Beatles. Yeah, it was in New York City. It used to be in New York City, I think. The Shea Stadium? Yeah. Hmm. Well, something, and you probably know the facts to that one more. Well, than, I know that that was the place where they played. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important. If you need a historian, you need somebody to take you on an adventure. I mean, there's just so much there. New York <laughs> is filled with the history. Oh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And so, what is it, you know, as you have gotten older, now mm-hmm. that we've kind of gone through this whole experience of what it's like to. You know, um, I'm sure living in a little old small town like Kokomo, Mm -hmm. I mean, how is it now? About the same as it was when you left. Right. (laughs) It doesn't change much. When I was at the university, I was Mm -hmm. the only gay person there. Well, there are more gay people. And now they're just coming out of the church. Yeah. I mean, there's more Mm -hmm. gay people. I wouldn't say it's a gay-friendly community <laughs> by any means. Sure. Well, people leave. That's the thing about like places like Kokomo and these other small towns is that gay people want to go where they can be celebrated. Or even not suspected of stuff because people will think that gay people are child molesters. I've heard that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Or we're or trying to convert They wouldn't children. want you to be teachers because you would be trying to convert kids. What's the irony Straight kids to be gay, which is impossible. people in professions like teaching, the majority mm-hmm. of them that are committing and being caught for sleeping with their students. Mm-hmm. I mean, or heterosexual. Or heterosexual females. Those are the mm-hmm. ones you have to worry about, right? <laughs> so when exactly. I have kids, I'll be interrogate you know that woman never talks to you or tries to touch you or give you a give you a little pat on the back you just say no my <laughs> body my choice mm-hmm. so that's that's exciting so you know but something i think dad had said is there's a lot more people that come to your church who either are queer mm-hmm. identifying lgbtq right. plus plus Plus, plus, whatever. A lot of people that have children who are gay. Right. Mom, you need to be getting involved with PFLAG. Probably. Mm -hmm. Because there's, I mean, there's lots of, we need support. Yeah. It's not my responsibility to teach straight people about my gay experience. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, that shouldn't be, like, a responsibility. Right. It should be... You know, it's like um, if we look at like Black Lives Matter. Right. And we look at things like racism in our culture and things of that nature. Well, those those things, it is the responsibility of people who are privileged to educate other privileged people. Right. And I, I think that really like resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying bl- Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. when we say that... It's a representation of saying, I see you. 
Exactly. Right. So somebody, we were at Thanksgiving and you guys were talking about the police and, you know, what was it I said? And, and my friend who is a doctor and he was like, we're talking about people who save people versus people <laughs> versus, you know, those who take the lives yeah. of people. And, you know, we live in a very closed minded world, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's the responsibility of me and you and everybody to really provide an education. I mean, you know, I'm sure that in your world, it's not really accepted. No, it's not. So that's the piece of it. And, you know, when I worked at this LGBT youth center, people would, uh, they would drive down. Mm-hmm. They would drive down from all parts of the state, even out of state, mm-hmm. because there weren't any places. And the places that gay men find communities is in the bars. No, it's not. No, that is, is yeah. I mean, the bars and alcohol. And right. you see lots of gay men with issues with alcohol and substance use. Mm-hmm. But that's because we're sitting in a world that, I mean, if You're you... Accepted. Well, and if you need to escape, mm-hmm. you know. Right. I mean, it's very, you know, it's very important. So how do you keep that flame alive now that we've talked about my gayness with rooster yes with the rooster here's the thing (laughs) the thing here's the thing people do not stop having sex when they're old when they're old no when they're older it's different it becomes it's like what is it like a fine wine is rooster like fine wine yes he is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so what is that experience like for you not just in general like your experience how was sex changed from when you were like younger in your relationship we're not as nimble as we used to be okay so we we don't want to know because when you get older Lord, the other day my mom and i wonder (laughs) if they were doing some sex game because my dad he sends me a text message with this picture of this bloody foot and it's my mom's bloody foot apparently something fell in the shower Mm -hmm. at the motel Mm -hmm. and that is what they keep on saying but i'm wondering if a little something something was going on no, that was nothing. Going you know, when on. I was a kid, you guys used to always say you were doing your taxes. Oh yes, and you guys thought we were being chased by the IRS. I know, and I was like, as I got older, I was like, oh, you know, when I we started working, I used to have to do my taxes, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, you only do your taxes once a year, maybe four times a year well, if you're in business for yourself. When you guys were young, you I mean, didn't my know. God, folks, we uh, there was how many kids? Five kids. Five kids. If you're we were gonna... living in an okay size house, but the boys shared three boys to mm-hmm. a room. The girls, two sh- girls, two room. girls shared a room, and you guys had your room. And there was just not any privacy. No, there wasn't. Uh, you know, when so I so that's why we did our taxes to get privacy. Because you guys didn't want sure. anything to do with the taxes. Sure. No, we didn't want anything to do with taxes. <laughs> so they were always doing their taxes and they still do their taxes. Yeah, but now we don't have to make an excuse because no. we can run around naked in you the know, house. I have this funny story. So the year that I graduated high school in 1999 and it was, you know, we were so excited that we had graduated. And so the day when school was supposed to start... I came, I was like, hey guys, let's go to my 
parents' house and we'll just like make some lunch or whatever. And all of a sudden they opened the door and I saw two naked bodies <laughs> flying through the, the house. And, you know, I was like, oh my God, my parents are, were having some sex. That's right. But that's good. You guys are still, still be bopping around. But see, people don't realize sex is, a, is a, as important as marriage than anything else yeah, you, ha- yeah. you can't stop doing that because a lot of people i think okay are, say that again molly shay sex in a marriage is one of the most an- important aspects of a marriage it's well, the most intimate form of communication in a marriage i know and see i think some people you know uh but you guys just maybe got lucky no we work at it we work at keeping Mm -hmm. the spark going how do you keep the spark going just by you know being committed to each other Mm -hmm. because we know we know that we don't have to worry about anything so we can be free with no children in the house no children in the house that has been really right up the romance a (laughs) hundred percent no but we can run around naked. Oh, okay, my mom's running. And we don't have, nobody has a key. Nobody has a key to our house. <laughs> we learned well, from your, that experience. Okay, so <laughs> don't, don't give those children keys. No. You and, know. You know, and, you know, just being kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys kind of continue to date. Yes, we do. That's what all these adventures are about. We're not going to sit around on the couch and just watch TV. We're going to experience life until we can't experience it anymore. I know. My dad, so my mom and dad, they ride motorcycles. Well, my mom, yes, we you do. tried to learn how to. But, you know, that's another thing. I could learn and I probably mm-hmm. would. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. I like riding it's something we do together. Yeah. So, okay. So my mom and dad, they're just adorable. So w- when they, you know, dad, he's been a couple bike accidents. Yeah. And so have I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just talk about it. My dad got in a bike accident when, before, was it before I was born? No, it was after. It was after. When we all got cat scratch fever. Yeah. Just talking about that the other <laughs> night. Back in the, you know, I was three. So back that was in like the day. Back in the early 80s. And then he got in another bike accident. Some lady backed over him in an alley. Sure. Some lady. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Which changed his mobility. Right. right. He still walks around, but just not as quick as he used to be. No. I told him he needs to get a cane. Yeah, he does. There's lots of steps mm-hmm. in New York. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Are. And then I received a call one day that, um, you know, my dad said he fell on my mom and <laughs> broke did. her arm. He did. That right? was his airbag. Mm-hmm. And you had to have emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. My dad tried to go get a, you know, he had a motorcycle license. Mm-hmm. He tried to rent a car. Because my mom had to, where were you at? Where you we at were in surgery? West Virginia. West Virginia. We were so, on a, trying to go to the Outer Banks. Sure. And then she, so my dad fell on her. My mom, apparently, my dad landed on my mom 
snapped her arm in two. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they just got back on their bike after the surgery. He took some... Because he couldn't rent a car because he forgot his, to renew his yeah. license. Okay. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, I mean, I don't think you guys have had any other encounters. No. But... You guys have been riding around. Oh, yeah, we do. We take trips. That's, mm-hmm. that's some of the things we do. We just go on motorcycle trips. And What was the most difficult time of marriage for you? When your dad was drinking. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Because he wasn't your dad. You know, he wasn't normal. What, what, in the early, mid-90s? Yeah, and he just, he would, you know, he would drink and he would be... Your dad is a, a nice person when he gets too drunk. Sure. Some people are happy drunk. Some people He's are not. crying drunk. Some people are... He gets meaner. Sure. And so <laughs> he he went and he got sober. Mm-hmm. He works on his sobriety. And he has been sober ever since. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. We just went through that time and mm-hmm. it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you guys have really... But then you guys, once everybody graduated and everybody went down, you guys were just having lots of sex and going on the motorcycle. And having fun. And having fun. See, this is the thing. It's a commitment. Yeah. So you guys are probably, so there's, there's symbiosis, which is Mm -hmm. like you do, you know, I can't live without you. Right. Then there's differentiation mm-hmm. where you start to see what the other person, you know, it's like. and then you have uh, differentiation and then you have what's called practicing. Mm-hmm. And then you guys get into, which is practicing is like, we're raising the kids, we're mm-hmm. doing this stuff. And then there's the uh, thing called reproachment. Mm-hmm. And that's where you kind of accept these differences and then you kind exactly. of find a way together. And so mm-hmm. you guys are living your life. That's so right. what are you going to do after you retire? Go on a lot of trips, write a lot of blogs, have a lot of fun. I know. I You know, so all of these... We might these, have to be, take canes with us, but we'll do okay. it. Okay. Do you ever think you'll stop riding that motorcycle? When we get so old, like maybe 90. 90? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 90 years old, you know. They've been good, though. This is your third time in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. love going to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They do. They love going to New Orleans. They love, you know, they're always, you guys are always going down there for the... French Quarter Music Fest. You yeah. love the music, the food, the, you know, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think it's really rare, you know, you guys could have easily gotten divorced. Yeah, we could have. Why did, why, what was the, you know, the thing about why you had never, because a lot of times people will, when it gets tough, I'm not saying somebody should stay in a relationship where there's domestic well, the, violence. Exactly, but there was none, never any violence. There was never any of those big deal breakers like violence, adultery, you know, things that you couldn't get past. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think it's more to that. Like, it's a choice. It is a choice. I always say that our relationships are choices that mm-hmm. we show up to every day. Yes, exactly. Right? And mm-hmm. I think that... 
we have to ask ourselves when we're stating a need, is it that my partner is willing to uh, show up for that need? Is my partner willing to, um, are they being just oblivious right, or, or is it that they're just unwilling to do it and they have awareness and they think, you know, the beginning stages of a relationship, you know, my mom and dad, mm-hmm. let's talk about how they met. Mm-hmm. So my dad was, my dad was a hitchhiker from, <laughs> from good old California. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, he, my dad did so many drugs in the, you know, 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't remember what shows he has mm-hmm. and has not seen. I think he was like, did I see the Rolling Stones? Did I see Jimi Hendrix? No, he knows he's seen Hendrix in job. Well, and my dad mm. was the way I heard it. And you can correct it. Correct me when I get it incorrect. Shows up into little Co- Why was he in Kokomo? <laughs> he was running from the law. <laughs> he was, but he had a DUI for going r- driving down a mountain drunk. Dad had a DUI. Yes. See the the story comes <laughs> up. Conf- confessions come out when your dad gets a DUI. Did it ever get resolved? Yes, it did. What happened? We he went back to Kokomo. Back to when we went back to California. He so my dad it. apparently was uh, boozing away, riding mm-hmm. a bike down the when mountain. When he was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, and some guy said, "Do you want to go to Kokomo?" He said, "Sure, why not?" Sure. So he comes over to Little Kokomo, mm-hmm. and then he he becomes friends with one of your brothers. Yes. And what was that? He, he asked you to. One of your brothers asked you to take some eight tracks. No. What What were you bringing to dad? We just went over there to his house. You You both did? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is not the way the story has been told. So <laughs> you made it sound like you brought some eight tracks. And so then how did you guys get Was anybody else there? Yeah, my brother and his friend. Oh, okay. But my dad was living in a shack. Yes, it was a shack. Mm-hmm. It was a garage, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it was, you guys got snowed It was snowed snowing. It, we got snowbound there. We couldn't get leave. Mm-hmm. The blizzard of what? I don't know. Okay. It was like 73 or 72. So then it was love, and then you moved into his little shack. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. My mom and he was eating some tomato soup out of a can without cooking it. Mm-hmm. I had to do and something you, about that. And and my mom said, mm-hmm. and then they. How long was it until you guys got married? About six months. Six months, and then so this is my dad proposes to my mom. Yeah, he kept on proposing. No, he, at an Aerosmith concert. I thought, did it, was it multiple proposals? Well, no. One proposal, and I said, why would you want to do, why would we want to do something like that? And then he asked when, me later. When Aerosmith was singing Dream On? Um, yeah. Was that when it, okay. So then my dad proposes to my mom, and you were at an Aerosmith concert. Mm-hmm. And then when did you get married? Like in August. How many months after the Aerosmith and Country Joe and the Fish concert? About four months. Mm -hmm. Four months later. Mm -hmm. 
Somebody guess my And your dad. mother went, my grandmother went, your grandmother, my mother she went. She thought my father was an occult oh, yes. leader. Mm-hmm. No, and she just thought your dad was like a loser. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're not a loser, dad. No, he's not. Anyway, so and you guys get married mm-hmm. on down the street. Yeah. A little church. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you guys go to Kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was our reception. And somebody gave Dad Quaaludes. Yeah, and he fell asleep. During their consummating <laughs> their marriage. My mom says the way she explains it as she walked out and there were all these people everywhere. My dad's on lewds and I don't even think you can get a Quaalude anymore. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But then you guys, it was history. Yeah, it was. And you guys had a bunch of bunch of kids, mm-hmm. five. You have yep. Marcy's the oldest, mm-hmm. Jeremiah, then me, Peggy, and James. That's right. And that was history. And so now they are living their sex-filled, they're having <laughs> their sexcapades in their living room. So if you're ever in Kokomo, drive it down Ohio don't dry, Street. Knock on our don't door. stop at the pink house <laughs> on the corner. On well, we won't say the corner, but that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So, folks out there, you can have sex when you're old. When you're old, and for the folks out there, you can have gay children. Yes, you can, and, and love them, love them wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. What an exciting, exciting, exciting time! So, so what? What's the next book? What's gonna What's gonna happen? What What are you getting serious about? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's That's what the neat thing about being a writer. Because right now I'm about ready to. You know, I got my fifty thousand words from NaNoWriMo. I'm about ready to do the last three three or four chapters mm-hmm. of the book I'm writing on a smutty romance novel. It's not smutty. It's just a it's not a r- real cute romance. It's kind of mm-hmm. a weird romance. <clears throat> sure. It starts in New York City. Oh, fun. And goes to, at the Macy's Day Parade. You know, we went to the Macy's Day Parade. No more. No, it we was will not, not do it again. Like, I don't know. I think if you guys would have got here earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not gone to 34th Street. That was a mess. Yes. Why, oh, why did we put ourselves through that? I don't know, but I thought I was going to get mobbed, crushed in I the I know. Mob. There were so many people there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we saw the end. We saw, what, what did they call Santa Claus? Father Time. Yes, I think so. He was riding through with Mrs. Claus, who they were probably banging before. Probably. Probably. People bang, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have gay banging and sometimes you have straight banging and old people banging old people banging and everybody gets to bang 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 away (laughs) so at the macy's day parade at the macy's (laughs) day parade you know so it's been a good time they're getting sent off back to the wonderful indiana so you know um so i'm gonna be you know Putting this on, you know, putting this on there. And so, um, yeah. So, my mom, if you want to follow Molly Shay, um, you want to check out her her blogging, 
you know, and just find out more about her adventures, you can go to Hen House Lady. That's Hen House Lady L A D Y dot WordPress dot com, and you can find out about all of her wonderful adventures. You know, that's and roosters. Uh, and Rooster, my father, you know, it's so funny. I was trying to get him with his electronic calendar and, you know, he, uh, he was having a little struggle with me. So, or you can follow her on, um, you can follow her on Twitter if you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Molly Shea, S-H-E-A underscore Shea, S-H-E-A. So. Thank you, Molly, for coming on to the show. And, you know, we have some upcoming guests. It's been very exciting. And, you know, as we go, sorry for not posting. I had recorded last week, but I was in the process of, you know, just haven't had any time since, uh, you know, the parents, the rents, R-E-N-T-S, parents, have been (laughs) running me around. So... Yeah, so thanks, Molly. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. It's been fun. Yeah, so uh, next week, I'm going to be answering a series of questions from listeners who have written in about their experience, you know, and it's still some of those are from Thanksgiving. Some of those are from, you know, earlier, but we'll just be talking about the holidays and, you know, and uh, how to prepare that, you know, wonderful apple pie and, you know, maybe a Hoosier cream pie or whatever kind of pie you want. You know, this year I made the crust from scratch and it was good. Oh yeah, that's the key, right? So you just, the vodka just cooks out, but it makes it so good. Yeah, it was. It almost makes it like a cobbler, Mm -hmm. an apple cobbler. Mm -hmm. But you know, so yeah. So thank you for tuning in and, uh, until next time, you know, take care of yourself. Give it, give a, give a hug to a stranger. Don't be like dad, you know, (laughs) So just one more story. So when my dad came last time, my dad thinks he's such a city slicker. We'll, we'll swag. So we're walking through Soho and somebody hands my dad a CD. And he's, what did he say? I'm not sure. I mean, he was like, hey, you know, what's your name? And he just says, Connor. Will. And he's like, I know what I'm going to call you. Will Swag. Yes. And he writes on there to Will Swag. Did Dad ever listen to that? No. <laughs> no, he didn't. But and then afterwards, he said, um, "It's a five. And we take donations." And but it's down. five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, then you know. So that was the last time, and the guy's like, you know. But this time, when my parents were going to the holiday park, you know, just leaving them by themselves, <laughs> this guy says, you know, giving out free hugs, which is cool. I never let them give me a hug because I think what if they're trying to <laughs> take my wallet? Exactly. Right? And dad gives them a hug and uh, 
He says, come on, take a picture. Take a picture. And now it's a dollar for the picture. Yeah, so, you know, that guy's making a lot of money. So if you want to give away your hard-earned cash. And he didn't tell you about the lady he gave the sure. 22 when he was walking down the street. Was that yesterday? Yes. My dad, he's just like, he, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He uh, likes to give away his money to the, you know, people that are, I always look at the shoes. Yeah, they got good shoes. Don't give mm-hmm. them money. There's a few people on the train. I always, uh, there's one woman and specifically, I just have a little place for her in my heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really care. You know, I was standing outside once and I was talking with this woman and somebody came up and asked her for, you know, if she had any change. She gave the guy 20. And they said, you know, that, and I said, well, what if they use it for, you know, that typical response of what and she says, I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I have it. So I'm going to give it. So when you're in New York City, you never pull your wallet out. Have mm-hmm. a little cash to give our lovely New Yorkers who are struggling to stay warm. So that's exciting. So, mm-hmm. or, you know, just don't, when those people want to give you a CD and write on it, <laughs> just don't, don't do it. Don't accept or it. Or you might end up being Will Swag. Yeah, just say Will Swag. Let's start a trend. Hashtag Will Swag. Mom, <laughs> you said that you're on Instagram. Instagram. What is your Instagram? Hen House Lady. I'm going to just, I, you know, I'm going to search real quick. It's called Hen House Lady. Lady. Mm. One word. H-E-N-H-O-U-S-E. Because, you know, the kids house lady. Oh, there you are, Mom. Yeah. Mm, gonna follow her. So for all the hip oh my god, Mom, you are just there how many posts are you posting? I posted on there? a lot of them since we've been here. She's she's got a lot of followers on here. We need to work on increasing your you know my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just getting into Instagram. And she's already she just posts away. She's got like a bunch of stuff. So if you want to keep up with her adventure, we this I think this is when you and Dad went and saw Willie Nelson. Yeah, I'm sure. So you can see Rooster and my mom. What is this picture of this well? Let me see. Oh, that's the park. The I wrote par- a blog about Okay. Being in the belly of a well. So yeah. So that's exciting. So they're just if you wanna or if you have a good rooster picture. Yeah, just send me a rooster picture. Tag her up on the Instagram. Um, we'll put that on there. So I'm really excited. Thank you, Mom, for You're being welcome. on the show. So it's been fun. Again, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you have been listening to Talk Sex, Sex with, with the Dick. Dick. Until next time, <laughs> bye. <laughs>